0: Welcome to another edition of That's Crap Detection. I'm your host, Dean Vetterman. Today, I'm very lucky and honored and happy to be joined by fellow ECI 832 student, Curtis Barassa. Uh, Curtis is the technology coach coach for Southeast Cornerstone, and he's very close to becoming married, which is a pretty cool, fun fact. Curtis, how are you doing today? (laughs) I'm good. How are you, Dean? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, How are things uh, today in your neck of the woods?
1: Yes, they, my, our, my day was excellent. So I started off the day, I was doing some coding with uh, some grade four students. So we we're using Scratch and they were, they've all created their mini quizzes. So we're just kind of learning how to program to make a, a multiple choice quiz that they can go around in and test their peers. So yeah, it's a lot
0: of fun. Very, Very cool. cool to do that with the kids. So yeah. Getting that computational thinking in there. I love it. It's, it's
1: so rewarding to see, you know, the kids light up and especially with the grade fours, um, they absolutely love coding.
0: So it's, yeah, it's a really good thing. So yeah, it's super motivating. And also too, you're, you're getting them ready for their future because I think there's going to be, it's not going away. I think a lot of the coding things that are happening right now, uh, we need to get our students doing that for sure. And to have them smile and to, to, to experiment is, is bonus for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like there's that saying out there right now that um, majority of the jobs that are going to be up and coming don't even exist right now. So just kind of due to all the, all the new tech coming out. So yeah, yeah. Makes well,
0: me, I, sorry, makes
1: me feel pretty special.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's uh, and it's, and it's, yeah. And to see like, and that's the thing I like what you said there too, with the, the grade fours, uh, they can start out pretty young and they're pretty yeah. inquisitive and, and all that it really is, is playing right. And yeah. and getting that, uh, if you make a mistake, eh, not a big deal. I'll try something else. And Oh, look, it worked. And, yeah. and yeah. that's pretty gratifying for sure. Yeah, And for lots of those rooms, it's
1: kind of, you know, breaking the cycle and yeah, it's okay to make mistakes and, and being resilient and trying again and trying again, because that's what coding is. As you know, things don't work and they often
0: don't work, but you just kind of keep pushing through and, trying to make sense of uh, what you're doing so yeah you know and i love what you're saying right now because that's going to tie in exactly a lot into what uh, our our show is about today because i really feel when you're trying to fact check you're going to make mistakes you're going to find you're going to hit roadblocks you're going to find things but if you keep persevering i think that a lot of times you know we're going to be successful more than not and that's preparing our students too for the world right now, but definitely, you know, in in the future, as we get, we get bombarded with all this information Mm -hmm. and that, and I think our jobs are really critical to to get that uh, love of learning and making mistakes and that growth mindset uh, going for sure. So I'll just start you with the first question and that's, so have you ever come across an episode where you've had to deal with uh, false information, either in the classroom or with somebody, you know, and how did you use that as a teachable moment? yeah so i I can think of a, a couple examples here so personally
1: um I see this happen quite often and um whether it be you know people are sharing articles that are outdated and very old, I remember one of my friends that like posted i think it was about a terrorist attack in 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 Canada, uh, I think in Edmonton, you know a number of years ago, and just kind of posted it as if it was yesterday and you know um Sometimes I will, you know, put on my uh, big shoes and, and say, hey, you know, like, check the date on that, you know, that this happened kind of, you know, quite some time ago. And I think, you know, those examples for students um, and, and just recognizing that, you know, like, there's adults out here that aren't making sense of our world. It's, it's very important that we take the time to teach students um, you know, the proper tools and the proper resources that we have available to go in and and teach how to identify the false information. You know, and, and another example that I can think of right now is when I was in the classroom, I was teaching grade uh, grade nine social studies. And um, we were, a conversation came up where, um, and this was the time where the Confederate flag was, you know, like a big... Um, a a big issue and I taught in a very rural town about you know 300 people and um, I had this one this one student who he was all about the confederate flag and and for reasons not um I would say not aligned to, you know, what was going on in the States, but, you know, you kind of, you really have to um, take those moments and um, use it as a teaching opportunity and, and look at the significance of, of some of those things. So that that's kind of one uh, instance that I can really uh, pick out in, in
0: my teaching uh career yeah yeah no i liked a lot of things that you said you're basically turning them into detectives right you know mm. check you know where he's seeing here oh here's yes. a date ah okay are you putting two and two together but i also liked with that last uh, example that you gave that you're trying to help that student figure it out for themselves you're not just saying that's bad you're saying well dig a little bit and become informed before you you make that decision
1: Right, yeah, we definitely want them to to yeah critically think about you know what they what they're coming across and 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 you know it's not i I feel like lots of times teachers get a bad rap on that we try to you know change opinions and, and that sort of thing, but um I think part of it is just questioning and getting students to question their beliefs and uh and that sort of thing and i don't believe that there would be anything wrong
0: with that yeah i agree well actually our job i think is to open minds uh more than than anything else so to help open minds kind of falls into the next question so if we want to get kids to be open-minded about things what kind of fact-checking tools or strategies have you used or do you use um
1: personally i use uh, snopes as my kind of main um fact checking tool and and i would say in the in the classroom i i didn't really get into using fact checking tools in the classroom um just because i think we were just kind of on the the fringe of when fake news and this kind of whole movement just kind of really boomed and um if i was to go back into the classroom especially if i was in a a high school class you know i those tools would be um i would be promoting those a lot for and making sure that kids are accessing those and checking information and you know just going through and making sure that we have reputable news sources and um Yeah, just checking, you know, checking dates and make sure that um, all the content um, comes from from a source that's trusted. And and I guess even thinking, you know, going through some of that stuff, I did that with grade four and grade five students, teaching kids, you know, if I'm learning about diseases or, you know, something like that in health, well, you know, is the mom's home remedy site going to be the most effective or am I going to get my information from like a university or, you know, um, like a site like that. So those would be, you know, some kind of fact checking tools that I have used personally or uh, in the classroom, but definitely um, now I use a Snopes kind of as my, my one where I take some people's Facebook posts and, Check them out. Check for them.
0: Them out. Cool. Well, I really yeah. like the fact that you're trying to foster curiosity too, which, you know, like think about that. And also instead of just grabbing something and retweeting it or sharing it or whatever, I like the fact that you're promoting, well, at least try Snopes or something out and, and, and just, you know, try a couple of things before you, you go ahead with that. Cause even sometimes a couple of quick fact checks and you're like, Whoa, okay, hang on. What am I, what am I saying about myself? That's something we even talk about uh, in class with uh, digital identity, right? You, if you put this out, somebody's going to think, Oh, that's the type of person you are. And you just had to maybe step back a little bit, use a tool like Snopes and yeah. you can kind of uh, save yourself a lot of embarrassment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I, I think, you know, especially in the digital world that we live in with people that, you know, who may be oversharers or or sharing information. Um, It's very important that we are getting our information and sharing information that is relevant and um, is not going to lead people astray. And so I think um, we've kind of missed a generation uh, of of people and um, citizens with these skills. So I think, our job as educators and through digital citizenship, citizenship, um, those those skills are very very important skills just for citizenship in general,
0: not digital citizenship. I agree with you a hundred percent. And you've been a great guest because everything you're saying is leading into my next question, so it's yeah. excellent. So you, I know you're saying to be a good digital citizen and or just be a good citizen and all that. So how do you get that balance between being critical thinking when you're looking at uh, resources and stuff and avoiding just somebody becoming too like cynical and saying, well, everything on the internet is crap. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, this, this question, this
1: is a tough one. Um, I am, you know, and and I'm assuming that you're noticing too, um, just the amount of polarization that our world is is in right now, and whether it be in Canada, living in Saskatchewan, kind of in our political climate, and we're in the States, kind of with with what's going on now, and I imagine it's only going to get worse as the election kind of comes up here. Um, I think for us to be healthy critical thinkers, is we really need to take a look at um, looking at information from all sides, and you know even even us as educators, um, even myself who might lean a particular way, we need to do. I would say I need to do better to make sure that I'm informed on kind of all sides, and um, just to be. To be able to understand, you know, where my students are coming from and and where parents are coming from and, and that sort of thing, just to just to understand our 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 environment and our um, society a little bit more. A um, couple of tools that I um, that Mary Beth Hertz shared with uh, you and I, Dean, if you don't mind, I'd love to share my screen. Please. Too. Yeah,
0: no, that'd be that'd be great because that's some pretty powerful stuff. Yes, absolutely so let me know when you can see that up there yeah i got it my friend thank you
1: okay good so this one here this uh tool or it's called ad fonts uh media up here and this is a media bias chart and it is american but um i'd like to say lots of the news that we intake even as canadians are come from american uh, news sites um but you know, even taking a look at this and how does uh, this impl- or influence um, our, th- our thinking, right? So taking a look, oh, if I get most of my um, news from CNN, well, CNN obviously is more um, left-leaning than um, some of the other news sources. I think this one, yeah, is a little bit better. Yeah. Um and so, just kind of taking a look at this of where you 're getting your information from is my information is it become, or is it coming from a neutral or a balanced bias? So I think that um, some of those sites there you know this graphic I feel like really helps, um, and it might motivate students to try to figure out you know where do I find some of those neutral sources to get some of my information So I think that would be kind of one way to to make sure that we're um, getting information critical thinking without becoming um too cynical
0: yeah, i like how you brought uh, bias into the picture that's excellent
1: yeah and then the other art or the other site that i think is fantastic and i wish i would have known about this uh sooner uh, is this all sides and what all sides does and again this was shared by mary beth hertz with our class and um she she shared this and it you can see this, if we uh, take a look at, I don't know, the coronavirus command's news cycle, okay, from the center. So this would be like an unbiased uh, uh, news source. From the left would be more left-leaning, and then from the right would be more right-leaning. So even providing, you know, um, students with a source like this to really – take a look at all sides and to pull out those different pieces i think that would be a very um,
0: interesting and super beneficial uh, experiment to, and project to do with kids and definitely gives you like a complete picture and that too it's well-rounded for sure yeah, yeah. so um so yep. even kind of thinking
1: looking at you know just kind of what the topics that some people share on social media and you know, with something like this, the site, I feel like lots of, we wouldn't see as much cynicalism as, um, yeah, we'd get a whole, I feel like if if we shared and, and people went and took the time and got the different sides, I feel like we would be far more, uh far more like crit- we'd
0: be generating a lot more critical thinkers right yeah. and they'd also say that yeah well then based on this this is what i believe and i've looked at the different things and this goes with, with my personal identity would be in and, and my feelings so that's yeah. a nice that's a really good tie into what we've been talking about in class yeah. as well Just
1: being able to back like back your information up right yeah. and, and and to be like you know this is what i believe in and and um for these reasons, and um, I mean, from a, a non-biased
0: standpoint, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Those are some awesome shares. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd uh, like to share uh, as we uh, conclude our time together? Um, let me think here.
1: You know, like, just with the whole, the, with us promoting digital citizenship, being able to decipher information is is so critical for our students, and so I, I you know, I commend you, Dean, for for we, we had a little talk earlier on some of the stuff that you've been doing in your class, and um, you know, like making sure and to to vet those resources and to to share resources and to provide that collaboration with 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 students is it's great work that you're doing. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and right back at you, and also too, like even about in class now with things like deep fakes coming in and that that's threatening democracy. From yeah. from what I understand, it's pretty scary stuff. But the way do we combat that is like getting the message out, like what we're talking about here. Uh, we can we have the tools and the capabilities to counter a lot of the things that are trying to mislead us for sure if we take the time to to, to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We well, you know Chris, This has been fantastic conversation. Uh, thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, that's another edition of that's crap detection. Uh, I'm Dean Venderman and until next time, know your craft. Have a good one. Thank you.